for joining us for this very first episode of the Detroit Evening Report Weekends. Unlike the weekdays, where we focus on providing you with the news of the day, news you can use, resources in your community timely stuff, we wanted to take time to talk more about our communities, people in our communities, places in our communities, things going on. We want to spend some time. So thank you for spending time with us. This week, we're going to spend some time with WDET's Nargis Rahman, who you will recognize from our weekday Detroit Evening Reports. Hey, Nargis. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So we should let people know a lot more about you. They hear your voice during the Detroit Evening Report during the week. But now we're spending some time with you. Who is Nargis Rahman? (laughs) Well, Nargis Rahman is a reporter, producer, one of the hosts of the Detroit Evening Report. I'm a Bangladeshi Muslim American reporter. I do a lot of stories for WDET that are about food, culture, community, businesses, I have a newsletter called the Sa Nasta newsletter, which is a food and culture newsletter that really focuses on the Bangladeshi community. So what does Sa Nasta mean? Sa Nasta basically means like tea with some, you know, food. So gathering around food. And so I think it's important to have conversations around food. And that's something that I bring to all my stories, hopefully. When you're listening to them, you might hear an element of that. So gathering around tea and food and and having a, a chat, just sitting down and talking about things that are important. This is going to be a story from Communities of Hope. What is Communities of Hope? So Communities of Hope is a 12-part series looking at people's stories of perseverance and hope during the pandemic. One thing that I noticed as a reporter is during the pandemic, there was a lot of stories about mainstream communities or mainstream minority communities even. So, for example, in Detroit, we have 80 percent African-Americans. And there was a couple of stories that were coming out about how the African-American community was largely impacted by the pandemic. But living in Metro Detroit, I knew that there were a lot of communities that had no coverage. And I wanted to be you know, able to change that and talk about things that people are doing to still hold on to hope and literally kind of dive into passion projects or helping their neighbors or looking out for each other while they're getting through this difficult thing together. Yeah, it is true that our coverage of not just Detroit, but especially Detroit, maybe, um, can be really monochromatic. We can kind of uh, lose lots of stories. And so I do think that the Communities of Hope series has done a wonderful job of highlighting communities of color outside of the African-American community. And some of the many of the stories um, we often hear, we're used to hearing. And I think it's important to complicate who we think we are in Metro Detroit. So I think that's a great way to approach it. So what are we going to listen to? So today we're listening to the story of Zafrin or Sadia Chaudhry, who goes by Zafrin's Kitchen. And she is somebody who always wanted to cook for other people and feed people. And that's something that she had an opportunity to do during the pandemic. All righty. Well, let's listen. Hello, my name is Sadia Chaudhry. I'm owner of Zafrin's Kitchen, and I also have a clothing brand called Armory Collection. Chaudhry was born in Bangladesh, but moved to the U.S. with her family when she was 16 years old. One of her first jobs was working as a food server at a nursing home. Chaudhry says she's been cooking since she was a child. In Bangladesh, when I, was, I used to be uh, with my mom, uh, I used to cook her, like, not cook the whole meal, of course. I used to be with her all the time whenever she's cooking. So I'm always, like, I have, like, different affection for food. So I'm always around the food. 
always eating, cooking, always like hosting people with food. Chaudhry lived in Maryland for five years, then Virginia, and finally settled in Michigan in 2018 to live closer to her younger sister and Metro Detroit's Bangladeshi community. Just two years ago, Chaudhry was working at Greektown as a server. She was laid off due to the pandemic in March 2020. Her husband had to work double shifts at Greektown and pick up Uber customers to pay the bills and make up for the loss of income. But losing her job led to another opportunity, cooking. Chaudhry is in her kitchen in Sterling Heights. She's preparing dishes to serve at a local pop-up event showcasing small businesses selling food, clothes, and jewelry. She adds fenugreek seeds to hot vegetable oil in a frying pan until they pop. Then she adds red onions and gives it a good mix before adding the other ingredients, cabbage and carrots. Yeah, I finished making uh, naga shingara. So now I started with the visual. For the <clears throat> mela we're having on Saturday, Sunday at the Kabab House, it's all festive bazaar. Chadri has come a long way since cooking for her first customer, a friend's friend who contracted the virus and wasn't able to cook. So I literally had one customer for three months. He took food for three months because he was really sick. Then I got a second customer. Then slowly, you know, it started growing and I got more and more um, connected with me. She says people were still ordering takeout, and because of the pandemic, she now had time to cook while caring for her family. Then I thought of why not I started because uh, uh, this is the one actual opportunity I think I can start it since I'm doing from home. And if I do good, like to people will love it. Like if I pour my heart and soul into it, I'm inshallah, I'm pretty sure people will love it. Chaudhry launched her Instagram page in October 2020 with just her family and friends. It blossomed to a thousand followers within three months. She's now completed nearly 400 orders, on average five a week, sometimes cooking for 200 people at a time. Her business, Zafrin's Kitchen, comes from her nickname Zafrin and honors the place where these meals are created, right in her small kitchen. The business is so successful that her husband no longer has to work double shifts and her income is supporting the family. Once people started tagging me, that's how other people knew about it. And I think Instagram was a big part of my journey. Her meals are made up of Bangladeshi staple foods like party-style chicken roast and fulao, or khalabuna, a beef curry, with some of her own mixes like naga chicken wings, flavored by habanero peppers. She's been adding pasta and fusion foods to her menu upon request. But what makes her food different from the other Bangladeshi foods? Chaudhry says it's in the way she mixes spices make my own spice not everything but you know some extra special spice it's a skill that she learned from her mom she wants her food to give off a homey feeling i I want them to like my food or like you know i appreciate not like to just to make money a few days later chadri is at the pop-up bazaar selling her dishes naga wings beef halim and jalmuri popular bangladeshi snacks we're celebrating a end of the summer we're celebrating together we have uh, the friends kitchen Festive Essential, our Maria collection. Her husband, Nahian Chaudhry, is by her side serving guests. Oh, I'm supporting my wife's brand, our Maria collection, and Zafrin's Kitchen. And really proud of her that she's, she's come for this far. So hope to continue and go far as much as possible. Farija Rashmin is from Warren. She became a customer last year and continues to order meals from Zafrin's Kitchen. Well, I've been her customer since last year. Uh, beginning of last year, from uh, rose to naga wings. I love her naga wings, by the way. I got my sister-in-law, my sister, everybody hooked to that. Chaudhry says as a minority, she's had to learn the ropes of business by herself. That includes everything from launching an online presence to helping create her logo to figuring out business best practices. 
For many Bangladeshi women, opening their own business is challenging. But some have found ways to put their families first by working in their homes while keeping their passion projects alive. Couple time actually, I uh, people ditch me last minute if after I've been cooking the food. So that like, I was very naive, I'd say at first, like first when I started. But that hasn't deterred her from her goal to keep cooking. I love it. I feel like a boss lady. Chaudhry says she's happy she has been able to make a name for herself. I'm coming from all the way from Adesh and uh, becoming something and people know me as a French kitchen. Chaudhry was a working mom who pivoted to a stay-at-home caretaker for her family. Despite the unknown during the pandemic, she leaned into doing something positive, cooking for her family and others to get through the tough times. She hopes someday she can take the next step and open a restaurant. I'm thinking about how um, it's just amazing to hear that cooking sound. You always have those like cooking sounds in your food stories, and of course. <laughs> Of course, it makes you hungry when you're thinking about the um, Zafreen. I remember that you brought her to an event and her food, and I had something that was like um, I want to call it a samosa. It was like a samosa, and it was amazing. And I actually dream about this sometime because, like, I got one. It was great. <laughs> It was definitely a samosa. Yeah, it's it's called a samosa. Okay, great. Because I I did not recognize the names of um, any of the foods there, which I think for me shows the value of this kind of story that, you know, these are, I'm not personally very familiar with Bengali food, even though um, I have had some Bengali food and it was amazing. You know, the great thing about this is that we have a lot of Bangladeshi restaurants in Metro Detroit. But there's something about homemade food that people just can't get away from. And during the pandemic, one of the things that came up was the restaurants were closed for a part of the time. And so people were afraid to even go to the restaurant once they were opening up in some cases. But sometimes people just wanted homemade food and they just didn't want to cook it themselves. Or they were just tired of their own food. So they wanted to have like that homey, you know, home cooked food feeling without doing all the work. And Zafreen is like one of those people who really leans into that. And she's not, you know, selling cupcakes because we can get cupcakes maybe anywhere. But you might not always be able to get Bangladeshi homemade food. And so she tapped into that space. And the thing is, in the past, a lot of times if you were a home caterer, sometimes people didn't take you seriously as a business. But the pandemic really changed that playing field for a lot of entrepreneurs because they were able to sell their products from home. And people almost preferred that because you can do a very like no contact or low contact atmosphere where you can just pick up something from the doorstep sometimes and still have that product and be able to have a business without all the things that you would need in a traditional brick and mortar. Yeah. And she was able to really utilize social media to build her brand and her business really quickly, it sounds like. Yeah. And she was surprised by that as well, that she didn't really think that that would happen. But it definitely took off. And I actually met Zafreen through social media. I found her through Instagram and reached out to her that way and said, hey, I've been noticing your name popping up everywhere. People are tagging you when they're posting the food that you make. You know, would you like to talk to me about this? And she was almost kind of surprised that, like, I even found her page. And, like, how did I even know about her? And so when we when we sat down to do this interview, there was a lot of curiosity about 
like how her story even took off after this initial Instagram page. So that that also happened a lot during the pandemic. And people, I think, were a lot more willing to be curious about other cultures through social media during the pandemic and say, hey, that looks good. I don't know what that is, but maybe I'm going to order that and try that for the first time. So this was a business that started during the kind of heights of the pandemic. Um, what does it look like today? Can we still get Saffron's cooking today? Absolutely. So she is doing great. And, you know, something she mentions is that in the beginning of the story, they needed this extra income. She needed to find a way to still like make some money while being at home. And her husband was doing extra shifts of work and taking on Uber. But now her income is supplementing the income at home, and it's not like that anymore. And so she's able to do this in a way that is not to survive, but to thrive. And people do seek out her food and her services. During um, the month of Ramadan, for example, she makes frozen samosas and things like that that you can pre-order and have that. And, and she's definitely somebody that you can reach out to for big parties, and she caters food uh, up, to, up to this day. And so what should we say to people who are ready to like jump into a car and track her down? How do you <laughs> how do you get Zephrine's food? So you can go to our Instagram page at Zephrine's and then underscore kitchen underscore. And you can order your food right from there. She does have a Facebook page as well. So you can contact her that way. And I know that she is ready to hear from you and ready to make you some delicious food. Hmm. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and making me hungry again for Zafrine's Kitchen. Always a pleasure. <laughs> so it's important to remember, people like Zafrine live in your community. We would love to hear from you. If you know a Zafrine, if you are a Zafrine, reach out. Drop us a line at Detroit Evening Report at WDET.org. And thanks. Thanks.